This is Express FM. Supported by City of Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for Pompey. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. Just one win in the last 10 league games for Pompey after a horrific display at Adams Park. Mometi, square ball, McCleary, 2-0, game over. And Portsmouth will be going home from Adams Park with nothing. So just one win in the last 10 league games for the Blues, who slipped down to eight in the Skybet League One standings after Sunday's result at Adams Park. Later on, we'll hear the post-match thoughts of Danny Cowley. We're really disappointed with ourselves. I don't think we've got anywhere near the, the levels that we expect. We're a proud football club. We're proud to represent this football club and we, we come up short today. We will also hear from midfielder Michael Jacobs who takes us into a, a bit of an insight into the changing rooms in between games. Individually, you know when you're not playing to the levels that you know you can play at. Sometimes some people need a gentle reminder, others don't. It's, it's just everyone's... I think individually every player is different. We'd love to hear what you've got to say between now and 7-2. Where did it all go wrong for Pompey on Sunday? Who was to blame for yesterday's defeat at Wickham? And how highly do you rate England's chances against France in Saturday's World Cup quarter-final? 81400 is the number you need to text. Ensure you start those messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com. Use at expressfm if you prefer to get in touch on Twitter. Or head on over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. You've got until 7 o'clock to do so. Welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and a warm welcome to this Monday night instalment of the Football Hour, which is, as ever, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South, driving you from A to B across Portsmouth and beyond through Hampshire and along the South Coast too. Head to stagecoachbus.com for more information. Coming up over the course of the next 60 minutes here on Express FM, the three of us will be discussing England's World Cup victory over Senegal last night, as well as, of course, talking all things Pompey, including a full review of Sunday's dismal display at Adams Park. And that is where we start tonight, casting our minds back to 12.30 yesterday afternoon, as Danny Cowley's free-falling blues met with Gareth Ainsworth's Wickham Wanderers. Commentary with Andy Moon and Guy Whittigan. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. It's a cold early December afternoon and there might be a big football match taking place somewhere a bit warmer this evening. But view that as the dessert. This is your main course today with Pompey in League One. Here we are, underway, and Clark Robertson, the Portsmouth captain, has the ball at the back. Long and forward. Wickham win the first header, loose second ball. It's flicked on into the area. Danger for Pompey, shot comes in, and Wickham score. 
It's Addis Mametti who smashes it past Josh Griffith into the net. And it's hard to disagree that given how they've played in this opening quarter hour, that they don't deserve that. It's Wickham 1, Portsmouth 0. Loose in the penalty area, Mametti picks it up down by the dead ball line. Mametti pulls it back, loose in the six-yard box. A complete mess, still there. And Griffiths, well, he's fouled. He didn't get the ball. Foul committed on him by Wing, and it's a Portsmouth free kick. But they got lucky before then, 1-0. Ball towards the box. A loose, great chance for Wickham. Oh, they make a horrible, horrible mess of it. It's for Metti with the chance to make it too. He had time to take a touch and he snatches it and it's easy for Griffith. Hume for Pompey. It's going to go long, looking towards Bishop. Nods it down, finds Scarlett. 30 yards out, centrally placed. Dane Scarlett, he can be dangerous here. Scarlett shoots straight at the goalkeeper and it's hacked away. Scarlett once more, edge of the box. Scarlett, what can he make here? Looks for Hackett. Hackett shot, good save. Another Pompey corner, better from the men in green. Wickham will not rush anything because they're two and a half minutes away from a victory here against Pompey. And they're on the attack with Mametti, the danger man, coming towards the penalty area. Mametti trying to get past Robertson. Mametti, square ball. McCleary, 2-0, game over. McCleary rolls it into the corner. And Porters will be going home from Adams Park with nothing. Mametti causing the problems again. Rolled it across. And Gareth McCleary gets his fourth of the season. It's Wickham 2, Portsmouth nil. Well, Danny Cowley will keep looking for the formula, but the three at the back had fairly mixed results today, and the frustration is brought to an end, and the boos or what you can hear away to our left-hand side as Portsmouth slip to a defeat in League One here at Adams Park. Wickham Wanderers have beaten them by two goals to nil. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Yeah, the highlights there of a very disappointing day uh, up in Buckinghamshire yesterday afternoon. Pompey fell to a 2-0 defeat away at Wickham Wanderers in match day number 18 of their new League One season. Other results from the weekend, there were plenty of games on both Friday and Saturday um, evening and morning. Um, Plymouth Argyle, shock result at home park on Friday night. They lost by two goals to nil uh, against Port Vale. Bolton won, Bristol Rovers won, Charlton Athletic nil, Chelsea Tottenham 1, Ipswich 1, Fleetwood 1, Morecambe 1, Exeter City 1, Peterborough 1, Barnsley 2. And on Saturday, Derby County and Sheffield Wednesday uh, played out a 0-0 draw at Pride Park. MK Dons 1, Burton Albion 1, Shrewsbury 2, Lincoln City 0, Forest Green Rovers 2, Cambridge United 1 and Accrington Stanley 1, Oxford United 1. So, all of the top seven sides above Pompey heading into kickoff um, yesterday afternoon at Adams Park failed to to pick up a win so it was a great opportunity for the Blues to try and claw their way back into the League One standings but that result leaves the table looking like this Plymouth Argyle remain top despite defeat on 43 points Ipswich in second on 42 points Sheffield Wednesday Barnsley Bolton and Peterborough in the top six making up the playoff positions Derby County move up to seventh whilst Pompey dropped down one place from where they started the weekend into eighth position they are now 13 points behind the top two with one game uh, in hand on the side above them and two games in hand on both Plymouth and Ipswich at the top and the bottom in the relegation zone Morecambe, Burton Albion, MK Dons and Forest Green Rovers as you were heading into the weekend of action. So on hand until 7 o'clock tonight to talk all about that magnificent result up at Adams Park yesterday afternoon. Pleased to say first and foremost Matt Corrick joins us on the show tonight. Matt, a very good evening to yourself. 
Hi, Jake. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Good evening to you too. No problem at all, my friend. I uh, wish it was under better circumstances, of course. Um, yeah. we, we spoke about the the other results that preceded the 2-0 defeat at Adams Park on Sunday afternoon, Matt, and uh, particularly Plymouth losing at home to Port Vale. But none of the other sides above Pompey heading into the weekend um, had picked up a victory. Neither did Derby County, of course, drawing with Sheffield Wednesday, but they still move above the Blues. Was that a, a missed opportunity, do you think, for Danny Cowley's side to, to really claw their way back into, into proceedings heading into the December period? Yeah, I mean, hugely. If, if you looked at the the games in hand as well that we had, you know, the, the other two, um, I think that would have put us within about sort of four, three, four points of, of Ipswich um, in second. You know, so it was a, it was a great opportunity, um, and and yet again another missed opportunity. There's there's not been many this season that we've had it. I think there's maybe been another two occasions we've had opportunities where teams above us are, have dropped points, and and we just haven't taken it. You know, and to to sort of dissect yesterday's performance is going to be a tough one, I think, on this one, Jake. Oh, very much so. Uh, luckily, Matt, it's not just the two of us doing it tonight. We do have Mark McGee also calling in um, until seven o'clock this evening. Mark, um, a pleasure as always to have you on the show again I wish it were uh, to talk about something a little bit more positive Mark um, one win in the last 10 league games for, for Pompey it, it reads for really grim do you it really does mate it really does um, and you know I, I was looking at Danny Cowley uh, speaking before the game uh, on the TV yesterday and you know he was sounding upbeat you know he was trying to put a positive spin on things but that is the reality of it isn't it I mean one win in the last 10 I mean ugh. We're making a mountain out of a molehill here, aren't we, I think? A little bit so. Um, what, what did you take from the game, Matt, in your opinion, to to really be concerned about the most? Of course, one win in the last 10 in the league. There's a lot of talking points from this sort of run that Pompey have been on. But in particular, at Adams Park yesterday afternoon, is there anything fresh that is concerning you other than what we probably already know is that Pompey are really struggling to create goal-scoring opportunities? Um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there's anything fresh. I think. I think it's very much the same old story. And you know, we the last couple of weeks, I think we we've got away with it a little bit on a few occasions against poorer sides. I mean, yeah, we beat Hereford, but I, I wouldn't say we looked um, like we were moving the ball quickly and, and overly creating a, a lot of chances against a team you know several divisions below us. Um, and and this is has sort of been since since you know. I suppose we lost the likes of Lowry first time and Rafferty and Thompson and, and it's all just slowed down from there and, and there's nothing more, you know, that's that's crept in since mm-hmm. then, luckily. Um, I mean, tactically, maybe there's there's been a few question marks, um, especially when we were playing Ogilvy at right back. I think that was a, an obvious, um, you know, bad choice at the time. But yeah, it, it, it's just that at the moment, it seems to be the same story and, and we're just not moving that ball quick enough and, and working the phases well, really, at all. No. Matt talks about there, Mark, the, uh, the tactical setup and, and perhaps nothing really fresh to take from yesterday's game, but really it's just the same old story. And I think you could probably hit the nail on the head with that one. It is, or it did seem to be, but the same Pompey that turned up at Adams Park that had really uh, displayed themselves in the previous nine games heading into that game. Um, but really, talking about the, the formation that Danny Cowley deployed, we've seen against MK Dons, we saw against Ipswich in the trophy, and, and indeed Derby County in the previous encounter at Fratton Park in the league for nil nil draw uh, with the Rams for that one a sort of a three at the back five at the back the two wing backs um, of course Zach Swanson's been relishing in that role missing from yesterday's action um, due to what we suspect to be an injury Danny Cowley did say after the game that he's got a bit of a bit of a stomach injury that's, that's concerning him 
Did Pompey miss him more than anyone yesterday afternoon? Do you think that he may may have made a difference? I don't know. It's, it's it's a real tough one. It's hard to put your finger on like what what it is at the moment. I mean, obviously, we the I think the injuries are, are killing us right now. I think that's 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 the main reason um, behind you know our lack of success. I think to be honest, I think we're just missing that balance majorly in our team. Like, I mean, I think there's ch- so many chops and changes on a regular basis in our team. You know, different midfield partners, different right backs, different switches to the defence. There's no nothing. Nothing about our team has been settled in the last nine games. I mean, I I, I could even argue that the team that won against uh, MK Duns in the cup. I mean, you know, I could argue that we, you know, albeit I know Zach Swanson was out. I don't know why we didn't sort of maybe continue with that team and that that lineup, that formation. You know, give the give the side a bit of momentum. But um, yeah, I think we are missing that balance. But I think yeah, like Danny Cowley's alluded to in previous interviews, I think injuries are just killing us right now. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Linda Mayer has got in touch on the email saying, well, that was embarrassing on national TV. If we continue to play like that, it will not be from promotion. Uh, we will be relegated. There was no passion, too many free kicks given away, and our passing was outright terrible. We ran out of ideas and it looked like we gave up the fight. It just simply was not good enough. Play at Pompey. Uh, at least England won. Yes, at least England won indeed, Linda. That could have been a horrific day all around if uh, if the free lines didn't bat it up uh, with a win against Senegal, something we will come on to talk about uh, in a little while. But first, we're going to hear the post-match thoughts of Danny Cowley. He caught up with Max Swatton after the full-time whistle yesterday afternoon. No, we're really disappointed with ourselves. I don't think we've got anywhere near the, the levels that we expect. We're a proud football club. We're proud to represent this, this football club and we, we come up short today. It's a much-improved second-half performance. What was the message at the break? Yeah, yeah. First half, we were just nowhere near it. No, you know, we picked a physical team because I think you have to come here and earn the right. Um, we know what the questions that Wickham are going to ask of you, and you have to um, you have to be good in the duels. Um, you have to deal with their their aerial prowess, um, and then you have to be good enough to make the first pass. We wanted to play with courage. We wanted to play, and that courage comes in different forms. I think. Yeah, absolute a physical courage, but also a technical courage that once we earn the, earn the right, that we can then make the first pass. And you know they play a man-to-man system against the ball, and then for us to try to to, to move them around and, and exploit the space. But but we didn't do that. We just didn't do that, and we were we were we were well short. And uh, yeah, at half time we we tried to rectify a few things. We made a couple of changes. Um, I mean, young Joe Mingi had been ill in the lead up. He thought he was going to be all right. I think physically he was he was short today, so there's a lesson for him. But yeah, yeah, we were better second half. But yeah, for us, nowhere nowhere near what we would would expect of ourselves. You made three changes going into the game. What was the thinking there? Well, we we obviously um, we lost Zach last Saturday to, to a stomach injury, which had been really frustrating. Um, he did try to train later in the week, couldn't so. We were kind of, yeah, only had one system available to us really, um, and and yeah, Dane and Dane and, and Owen have done consistently well over a period of time. So um, yeah, they come they come back into the fold. But but no, our first half performance was 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 well short of our, our standards, and um, yeah, we let people down today. Sounded like a very, very disappointed man, did Danny Carley after the game uh, yesterday afternoon. Matt, 
um, changing it up a bit. Um, a lot of a lot of fans had called for a switch from that four four two formation. Something would have, but had done so well for Pompey at the start of a campaign. The first what ten games, the Blues top of the league, singing we're top of the league, playing four four two. A little bit of a snide snide chant towards uh, towards Joe Barton after his comments when they came down to Fratton Park back in August. But seems to have to change a little bit since then. We now play the sort of three at the back, the two wing backs. Um, but but even. Even that wasn't good enough for for you know Pompey to overcome Wickham. Do you feel some sort of? Do you feel sorry for Danny Cowley that he's doing his best to try and change things and try to to put a stop to this run? Or do you believe that you know some part of the blame for yesterday's result does go down to McGaffer? Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to put blame on Danny Kelly, not just because, you know, you, you see a lot of people saying he's a nice guy and, and it's, not, it's nothing to do with that tactically and managerly. Uh, like as a manager, that you know, Danny Kelly is, is really great for, for us. I think he's a perfect fit, but you've only got what you, you have at your disposal at the end of the day. You know, if you've only got a, a squad that, that's there in front of you, you can only pick the players that you feel is going to go out and do the right job for you, which, you know, ultimately he said, we picked a physical team. You know, we, we had to, to match up against Wickham and, and win those battles. And, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I, I think it more went wrong yesterday when we actually bothered turning up, to be quite frank, because they didn't look from the from the very start, from the off, they, they didn't look up for it. They didn't look like they wanted to get anywhere. They, the press wasn't there from the start, which, you know, we, we were seeing at the start of the season. And, you know, I, I just think it, it's not fitting with the, the squad that we've got at the moment. The, you know, people will say, you know, there's only a few injuries, a couple of players don't make a squad. But ultimately, you know, it, it does sometimes work tactically when you have you know, certain players there and that's why you sign these players and you can see that that we're missing them so much. So, you know, no, I'm not going to stick it on, on Danny Cowley solely. I think maybe there's been a couple of times I've questioned why we've started with it with a particular mm. formation, but most certainly I think, um, you know, at the moment uh, the players have got a lot to answer for as well themselves. Yeah. Mark, um, bit dismal right now. One win in the last 10 in the league. Um, zero wins in the last five, of course. Four draws and that defeat to, to Wickham yesterday afternoon. We're going through a bad patch and let's be quite honest, this isn't going to last, but there's going to come a point where, where Pompey do turn this around. It, it, it quite simply cannot last between now and the end of the season. We, we know that. We're not going to exaggerate and say that the season's completely finished. We do still factually have two games in hand and are just a couple of points outside the playoff positions. It's not all doom and gloom. However, of course, we have the right to be a little bit frustrated and have a bit of a moan and talk about things that aren't going right for Pompey at the moment. But Mark, with the injury crisis that Danny Cowley still has to deal with, are you confident that maybe in a few weeks' time when we've got the likes of Michael Jacobs, maybe Joe Rafferty, uh, Louis Thompson penciled in for a return at the end of the month, are you confident that with these players back, and indeed Tom Lowry too, Zach Swanson as well, are you confident that maybe Pompey can turn this around? Is it something that they can get out of this rut with these players returning from their injuries? Yeah, I've, uh, I think we can. I think, like Matt said there, like the, the players that are out are the players that Danny has signed in the summer to put his his plan, his tactical plan, into you know to kick it to kick it into action, to kick it into gear. Like I mean, like you know Tom Lowry and and Joe Rafferty have been brought in specifically to to play with that press i think michael jacobs works well in a in a in a in a, in a pressing formation you know we we were feeding off the counter attack very quickly early on in the uh, first few games of the season so a lot of the players that are behind i think the plan that was built in the summer hmm. around 
the tactics and the squad that we were signing, a lot of those players are out injured. And I, and I think that is going to affect our game plan. I mean, I think a, lot, a big thing that I noticed about our defence yesterday, rightly or wrongly, I mean, I was trying to suss out our formation at the start of the game. You know, Michael Morrison, Clark Robinson and Sean Murgate are, are, you know, probably won't be the first ones to admit they're not the most mobile. I think when we played a back four, with those two wing backs or full backs, I think we're a lot, a lot more mobile or the wingers were seeing a lot more of the ball. Um, so, so yeah, I think I think that's something we've got to take into consideration, definitely. Yeah. Okay, in the next part of the show, we're going to be hearing from Blues midfielder Michael Jacobs, who is a big fan of the new formation that Danny Cowley has recently implemented. In the group, I think you've got quite a lot of versatility, so I think there's different players who can play in different positions. Uh, more importantly, you've got players that can probably move in-game, so you don't have to make a raft of changes and, and start doing two or three changes in-game if it's not working. More to come in part two of the Footblower, coming your way in just a few moments' time here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus, go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to 93.7 Express FM and welcome back to the Football Hour, brought to you in association with Stagecoach South. Myself, Jake Smith, alongside Matt Corrick and Mark McGee to talk you through yesterday's 2-0 defeat for Pompey at Adams Park to the hands of Wickham Wanderers as well as later on talk all things FIFA World Cup and yesterday's incredible win in the round of 16 for England against Senegal but first uh, plenty of you getting involved uh, on the social media platforms of course after a defeat uh, that's when we get most interaction um, here on the Footblower so uh, Graeme Stovold will start with um, with your email he says not good enough it is time for Danny and Nicky to go it is not good enough you have to blame them it is their team now and we are miles behind I think they are out of their depth uh, that's the opinion of Graham uh, on the emails uh, Mark will, will come to you on this one Danny and Nicky they've had the free transfer windows but we were all told to sort of wait until they happened and, and judge them on that is the 5th of December halfway or just before halfway into the season just outside the playoff positions yes it's been a poor run of form of late is Graham, you know, right in your opinion to, to have these have these thoughts for, for Danny and Nicky to be replaced by someone else, or or is that a little too early in your opinion? Of course. No, I think obviously we're we're all aware of the fact that it's one win in ten, like you said, and I think after a really poor performance like that, the finger is going to be pointed at the manager. Always, you can never get away from the fact that that happens. You know, we as fans are very fickle. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure they're very aware that, you know, these results speak for themselves. You know, results are the loudest talking um, factor in, in, in football management. And I think they're going to be very aware of that. They're going to they're gonna need to turn it around. But I think the board will probably be aware of the injury situation and be giving them a lot of leeway. And sometimes sacking a manager isn't always the best way. Like, you know, I think we live in a world where we think sacking a manager is going to solve all our problems. But at the end of the day, it's a 50-50 problem. Like, you know, the squad are as much, you know, responsible... Uh, for what happens on the pitch as the manager is and 
you know, we're a League One club. We can't just sack a manager every time something doesn't go away. And I think every manager that comes into Pompey has to deal with the weight of expectation from our fan base, which, you know, is is quite large. I mean, I was looking at the Wickham manager yesterday. Wickham aren't having a, an amazing season, but the fans still love Gareth Ainsworth. They still have full faith behind him. So I think we have to just live in the real world and give the manager a little bit more time yeah. and realise what he's got to deal with at the moment. Chris Powers on Twitter with uh, with a stat here. One win in ten, of course. We all know that. 19th in the form table over the last ten games. So, essentially relegation form for Pompey as of late. Ian Chiverton, uh, even at 1-0 down, we are two points um, off the playoffs with two games in hand. Tweets about replacing the Cowleys are ridiculous, according to Ian Chiverton. They are rightly going nowhere, and our budget are achieving a playoff push the board want hard to take for some, but it is the reality of the situation, says Chiverton on Twitter. Some coming in with text as well. Mark says Pompey are always bad around this time of year but this will be the season we win a playoff game and we will get promoted, says Mark on the text. That is the positivity we'd love to hear. Mark, thank you very much. Paul in Portsmouth on the text as well. Wickham had a player called Grimmer playing for them. Well, he should be playing for us because it gets Grimmer and Grimmer Every match. Paul in Pompey. Thank you very much for that one. Uh, Lee Davies on Twitter. Shocking performance yesterday. Not good enough, but I certainly trust the Cowleys. On the positive, England are into the quarters. Bring on France. Thank you very much as well to Lee for getting in touch. And uh, Richard Price uh, on Facebook. And in response to a, a previous post earlier today in regards to uh, Christmas and, and nothing to do with football but an Express FM post um, anyone for a custard cream advent calendar um, one of our one of our presenters put on Facebook earlier and Richard Price has commented saying nope three points it's been too long I just want to see Pompey win and that is what Richard Price wants in his advent calendar tomorrow morning thank you very much Richard for that one um, we'll come back to Matt and Mark Matt look it's a defeat. We, we do have a lot of games to go. In your opinion, January transfer window coming up. There's a possibility for the likes of Dane Scarlett, maybe Owen Dale to be recalled. We don't know. We have no information further than that. We just know that there is a clause made contract for them to potentially be recalled. If they don't, assuming we go into the January transfer window with the current squad we have, how many reinforcements, in your opinion, does Danny Cowley need to bring in in order to, to really reinvigorate the season and actually go for promotion? Um, I mean, that's a, that's a good one, isn't it? I, I think, ultimately, uh, it, it's quite obvious that, that we need um, a, a, a link-up midfield player that's, that's going to start pulling strings with our forwards. It doesn't seem to work with Colby and Dane at the moment. Um, for what reason, I don't know question is we, we've got Piggott sat on the bench you know he's, he's being unused at the moment does he go back and we bring in another striker you know possibly that might be the best shout at the moment we, we need goals um, and, and if that's a striker that, that's on the poaching side of things and can just pull a goal from nowhere great but I don't think we, we need a, a huge turnover of squad we just need these players back desperately and, and I think that will, will start turning our form round but you know I, I think if you wanted to ask me personally I'd love a number 10 as I said to link up the, that midfield and, and strike force together and yeah maybe another striker if we're not going to carry on using Piggott anymore Yeah Just one last note on, on the game from Saturday Mark the first goal the 14th minute Anis Mameti Wickham's top goal scorer six goals in the league heading into the game now seven for him um, in League One since the start of the campaign it was a fantastic strike uh, and there is nothing taken that away from him however 
unmarked the back post so early on in the game. We talk about the formation change and we can also talk about how solid Pompey have been in the back despite this run of form. You know, the previous four games, four draws, we're not conceding as many goals as you might expect for a, for a team, as, as mentioned by Chris Powers on, on Twitter earlier, that are 19th from the form table. But that is the really, really amateurish goal to, to concede, not only because Mametti was, was unmarked at, at the back post mark, but he's been leading scorer. If anyone you're going to pick up a man mark, it's got to be him, right? Yeah, yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? I mean, I, I've got to admit, it was some hit. I mean, like, <laughs> I was oh, watching the game. Great and finish. I, I, didn't, I, I really didn't expect it, to be honest. I mean, I, okay, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. He was unmarked at the back post, but I think early doors, like you've alluded to, we were just so sleepy, weren't we? So mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. It came out of time we didn't need it as well. We, we clearly were low on confidence. We needed to grow into the game, but... It's times like these you need to actually concentrate and focus and give yourself the best chance. Mm. Okay, let's uh, let's get away from that game at Wickham yesterday and talk about some other things. Uh, commiserations also uh, for the Pompey Academy, narrowly uh, beaten recently by uh, the MK Dons, ending their best ever run in the Youth Alliance Cup, a uh, narrow quarter-final defeat to MK Dons. Uh, so commiserations to them, uh, despite roaring into a two-goal lead with uh, Colby Motto uh, netting his 12th goal of the season. So yeah, commiserations to the Pompey Academy. Not a great weekend all round for the Blues as far as Pompey are concerned. No action for the Pompey women. Uh, they are na- next in action next weekend. Uh, also, the Tottenham Hotspur game for the men's seniors team in the FA Cup that a highly anticipated FA Cup third round tie at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Uh, we hadn't yet been given a date for that that match it now has been penciled in for Saturday the 7th of December for January sorry Saturday the 7th of January Pompey will play Tottenham away from home at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium however it is a 12.30 kickoff on a weekend of rail strikes, a 12.30 kickoff for Pompey away at Tottenham. Um, Matt, we, we'd hoped the game, of course, would be a Saturday, feigning that potentially a Sunday if it, if it needed to be. We know that lot down the road. They've also got Crystal Palace away in the FA Cup. They're going to London on the same weekend. So policing-wise, there, there had to be some sort of a change. But 12.30 kickoff for Pompey on a Saturday, considering we could take eight, nine, potentially more thousands uh, up to North London for that one, is a bit of a kick in the teeth, right? Yeah, yeah. And and again, no consideration on, on fans really, is it? And, you know, I, I hear it every week, Jake, and it, but it's true that the fans suffer, you know, because mm. of, of TV and because of fixture move arounds all the time. And, you know, 12, I mean, it's not the end of the world being London, but the, the no. issue there is rail strikes. And, and before they announced the fixtures, they knew this would be the case and they didn't even bother to look at that. And that, you know, it's a huge tie for Pompey. It's a huge tie for our fans, you know, and as you said, like potentially 9,000, if not more, if, if Tottenham gave us that allocation, you know, to, to have a chance to go up there and, and enjoy a game like that. And, you know, is this now going to make it possible for a lot of people, which is it's just not right in football to me. No. OK, Matt, Mark, thank you very much. Do hold tight. Uh, we are going to take a few moments now. And if you did miss our coverage of the game this weekend, just gone away at Wickham at Adams Park, we were very fortunate to be joined pre-match by injured Blues midfielder Michael Jacobs, who gave us an insight into life on the treatment table and working with Danny Cowley. 
First things first, how are you? Many Pompey fans, no doubt, wanting to know how you're getting on uh, injury-wise. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I've sort of um, I had a sort of a tear in my hamstring in the, in the Charlton game last time on Sky, and um, it's sort of well, it's probably been about sort of five, six weeks since then. But I've been back full training with the boys uh, the last three or four days, and um, I think this game was probably maybe a couple of days too too quick for me. So I think if, uh, on another on another day it might have I might have been just fine for it, but um, I think a, a, a week training sort of leaning into Atkinson will be, will be good for me and, and hopefully I'll be back out there at ne- at, uh, next week at some point and just to pick up on what we were what we were discussing with Jake in terms of those two cup wins in the last couple of weeks against MK Dons and Ipswich as a, as a side how much do you put the fact that they were in the FA Cup and EFL trophy to one side and are you able to actually harness harness confidence and momentum from them I think in them sort of games it's 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 more performance and, and a team performance individual performances when you sort of in a situation like we are in terms of maybe our league form hasn't been as good as it was in the first 10 games um, it's more the performances of the group and I think over the over the course of the past two games you can see um, relationships building a couple of like, change of formation um, last weekend at MK and I think it's just just building relationships and building that that momentum of, to take into today and uh, if we can back that up with three points today or a decent performance um, then it's obviously and, and progressing gives opportunities for for for, for the boys to play in the competitions and, and get through and obviously the Spurs draw is massive for us and um, without a decent performance against MK we wouldn't have got there so yeah it's, I think it's just about building momentum for us at the minute Yeah we'll come on to the Spurs draw um, after midday and in terms of the formation obviously a, a, one hell of a lot of chat about the formation on social media at the moment but as fans what we seem to be sort of understanding is that it is a case of Pompey just wanting to be adaptable and have, have a couple of formations that you can slot into as and when you need as opposed to have you know a winning formation that's going to take you through the season is that reflected in the dressing room is that the kind of conversation you're having yeah I think so I think as well you in the group I think you've got quite a lot of versatility so I think there's different players who can play in different positions uh, more importantly you've got players that can probably move in game so if, if that formation isn't you don't have to make a raft of changes and, and start doing two or three changes in game if it's not working the way you can you can just sort of switch a couple of people in into different positions and you've got maybe a, a back to a 4-4-2 or a 3-5-2 or you can sort of switch it around so the, but there is versatility in the group and I think having them options um, in game uh, with a decent bench as well it gives you it just gives you options going forward and obviously there's different challenges we're going to Ipswich who are possession based MK possession based last week this might be a different challenge today so having them options is definitely good for us let's turn our attention to the FA Cup third round draw Pompey away at Spurs Michael Jacobs still with us please, please tell us us fans will want to know that the players get as excited as the fans do about a tie like this oh yeah I think as well it's it's the it's a tie of the round in terms for us you, you couldn't really um, obviously the new stadium like the sort of the way they play the, the superstars they've got I think as well it's, it's for, for the fans as well you're, you're going to get a decent allocation and it's, it's not too far up the road obviously hopefully with the rail strikes and stuff it'll be alright but it will take a big following in it and hopefully it'll be an amazing day out and I think sometimes when you you, you obviously spent quite a few seasons in League One but obviously having the history of the club you sort of played at, you played against them sort of teams at, and just going back there and hopefully we just give a good account of ourselves as a club on the on the pitch and off the pitch and if everyone has a great day and um, that's all we really want we talk a lot about how the Pompey fans sort of help to spur the team on but as a player on the pitch can you really feel that 
Yeah, I think so. I think obviously in these sort of in any circumstances, whether you're going to Spurs way or you're coming to Adams Park, like the, the following is always a sellout. Like it's it's a fantastic following, and especially when you even at, obviously in Fratton Park, similarly, you're kicking into that end. It just gives you that spur of energy, that spur of you want to go and win the game, get the goal, and and hopefully like the second half will be kicking into that end as well today. So hopefully, yeah. Michael, we know that the TV cameras are in the in the dressing rooms for for this game today, trying to give a little insight as to what it's like. But can you give us an insight? Into, into Danny Cowley we, we see him from a media perspective and but you you see him inside that dressing room take us through how he is in, as a manager in the run up to kick off is he vocal does he let everyone do their own things does he give it over to the players how does that work I think yeah he's, he's, he's pretty vocal to be fair him and Nicky um, Lorette like, is obviously the set pieces and stuff getting getting up on the board and stuff and Simon Bass is in charge of that and, and Danny and Nicky sort of go around and just make sure everyone knows their jobs and uh, what's, what's required of them in the game and, and just trying to more, more motivational but I think in our dressing room now we've sort of built built a really good sort of balance of a squad where you've got experienced boys that have been there and done it and then the young boys that are, are the ones that, you, that we've got as well so that it's having that balance of we, we all know what we need to do individually it's just collectively knowing our jobs um, and then making sure that people know they're picking up from set pieces but no it's, it, it's quite a sort of relaxed it's more of a relaxed environment nowadays whereas sort of five, six, seven years ago it would have been all hustle and bustle and shouting and all that it's a bit more of a calm more of a calmer sort of like right, get yourself in the right frame of mind and, and then obviously it's go time when it gets to well today 12.30 but normally 3 o'clock but um, no everyone, everyone as soon as everyone's got the information they need to, to, to carry their jobs out it's, it's, it's pretty relaxed and how does it work for you because we, we know different players thrive off thrive off different different managers kind of responses some players I know like to like to sort of be, be spoken to a lot some players like to do their own thing what's your what's your kind of ideal manager in that sense I think for me like I've, I've always been one of them people where well m- most most players they sort of know that they're like they, they know if they're having if they're having a, if they're a bad half or not doing what they should have done or lost their man for a corner or or, or whatever so you sort of you, you've, you've got that gist of you individually you know when you're not playing to the levels that you know you can play at um, sometimes some people need a gentle reminder others don't it's, it's just everyone's I think individually every player is different um, I'm, I'm sort of quite a sort of relaxed character and like to sort of just yeah sort of a, a sort of quiet sort of chilled sort of thing and, and if I'm not playing well I, I, I know myself that I'm not playing well and, and uh, yeah it's just every, everyone's different and some managers react differently obviously I've, had the, I've worked under sort of six, seven, eight managers throughout my career and each one of them has different ways of approaching before the game at half time and after the game so um, yeah it's it's, it's it's one of them ones where every each each individual needs different information at different times. So, uh, but yeah, he's, he's very very on the front, he's very on the front foot and and wants to make sure that everyone's got every bit of detail that they need before the game. Yeah, massive, massive thank you not only to Michael Jacobs for joining us on Pompey Live yesterday afternoon, but also thank you to everyone at the club for making that work as well. Oh, God, how we could do with crackers back on the pitch. Here's hoping, fingers crossed, as he did tell us uh, on Pompey Live yesterday afternoon, he might be back for the trip to Accrington this weekend. Yesterday came just a little bit too early for him. Who knows, after a week on the training ground, we could see Michael Jacobs back in a Pompey shirt sooner rather than later. Okay, after the break, the three of us will be back to go over the latest results from a round of 16 ties at this year's World Cup, including reaction to England's clash with Senegal last night. So keep it 93.7 Express FM and 
don't move a muscle. But Footballer will be right back after this. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Hello there and welcome back to the Football Hour, supported this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Search for Stagecoach now on either the Apple app or Google Play Store to prepay for your ticket, track your bus and view up-to-date timetables in your area. We've had plenty of Pompey talk on the Football Hour this evening, so now, as we enter the third and final part of the show, let's move on and turn our attention to a team that is putting smiles on faces and giving us a glimmer of hope at present. For 2022, FIFA World Cup knockout stages are in full swing now and yesterday evening the three Lions of England came toe-to-toe with the Lions of Taranga, Senegal at the Al Bayt Stadium in Qatar. A clash with reigning world champions France in the quarterfinals on Saturday was up for grabs for the winners and Gareth Southgate's side made light work of the tie. Sweeping aside current Africa competitions holders by three goals to nil thanks to goals from Jordan Henderson, Harry Kane and Bakayo Saka. If you see me walking down the street Staring at the sky Dragging my two feet You just pass me by It still makes me cry Football's coming home again And if you see me sitting in the stands Laughing and I'm joking Doing what I can you down cause I want you around football's coming home again
tonight's pick of the songs to get you hyped up for England's next challenge. Atomic Kitten's new rendition of their hit 2000 song, Hole Again. Our text number here at Express FM is 81400. If you'd like to chirp in with your say tonight, make sure you're starting your messages with the word Express, followed by your name at the end as well. Alternatively, you can email sport at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm if you're on Twitter or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Who was your England man of the match last night? Do you fear what France would likely have to offer? And are the three lines capable of beating the holders to make it to the semi-finals of a third consecutive major tournament? On hand between now and 7 o'clock, just under 10 minutes to go before the end of tonight's show, Matt Carrick and Mark McGee. Matt, a 3-0 victory for Gareth Southgate's side last night against Senegal, the reigning Africa Cup of Nations uh, champions. It was on paper, going to be a very, very difficult game for the three lines. But if we're being completely honest, they made light work of it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I had a cheeky little bet actually on Senegal because uh, I, I thought it was going to be a really, really tough game. And yeah, it, it looked easy and the result made it look easy. I think the first 35 minutes was almost like watching Pompey sometimes, um, slow and rugged. And I thought, you know, USA game all over a game. But yeah, it turned out to be uh, a, a lovely game to, to watch and, and a really good result to go through. And got to say, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of the youth of today who, who get to watch England glide through knockout games because that certainly wasn't the case <laughs> when I was watching them when I was younger, that's for sure. What do you class as youth, Matt? <laughs> How old? <laughs> uh, well, I, I suppose yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've experienced our fair share of disappointment. The 2018 <laughs> yeah. World Cup, that was, that was heartbreaking to lose yeah, in the semi-finals yeah, the final yeah. of the Euros last year it's got to be our time it's got to come home this year That's surely it. hopefully so surely and I think Mark as much as you know we want to see Pompey doing well and we really hope this is a promotion season for the Blues and we hope that there is going to be success at Fratton Park sooner rather than later but you can't help but feel if results do continue to go the way they are at Pompey that England are, are providing that bit of a bit of good spirit, not just for for our club, but for all of the supporters up and down the country. If it's not quite going your way for your club, at least your country is performing. A tough game we've got on Saturday uh, against France in the quarterfinals, but God, if we can beat them, we can beat anyone, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm not going to lie to you, Jake. I uh, I was actually certainly looking forward to the uh, England game a little bit more than the Pompey game yesterday. Um, so yeah, I, I've actually <laughs> it's actually been nice to follow a team and <laughs> go into each game with a little bit of confidence and think, oh, we're probably going to get a few goals today. I don't know what that's like. I've uh, sort of forgotten what that's what that feeling is like. So yeah, it's been it's been really nice. But the uh, yeah, the France game has got me licking my lips. It's like <laughs> sort of game of a lifetime, isn't it, for, oh, for yes. any neutral or any any football fan? It's just two of the the most informed teams at that tournament going head to head. It's going to be very very exciting. Yeah, to be the best. Matt, you do have to beat the best. Um, we saw in the 2018 World Cup, of course, Sweden in the quarterfinals before Croatia in the semis. On paper, Croatia, when you compare them to the likes of Spain, Germany, your Brazils and your France's, not as tough a tie as what we do have this weekend, France in this year's quarterfinal. But you, you do have to beat the best. And as much as a, a daunting task this will be for England... You've also got the flip side of that. If they can get a result, which I've, I firmly believe they can, given what we've seen so far in this tournament, I don't think any of those big nations are particularly performing outstandingly. I think anyone's beatable in this tournament at, at, at present. But if we can beat France, 
then we can go on uh, and maybe beat Portugal or Spain in the semi-finals and dare I say it Brazil Argentina in the final it's unlikely to happen but we can have that belief at least for a couple more days you know the moment that the game finished it was all eyes on on the next game and and rightly so you know as mark said it's it's lip smacking and and um you know one that i think we're all excited for but ultimately i i heard the name mbappe probably more times than i actually mm-hmm. wanted to hear straight after that game you know and i i, I don't get me wrong that you know the guy is an, an absolute player but you know, people seem to forget what quality we have within that team nowadays. And, you know, it's a, it's a team with no fear um, at mm. all um, whatsoever. Um, and, and I think they've got every opportunity to, to go on and, and win, um, you know, this tournament if, if we play the right way. Yeah, and uh, certainly England going into this quarterfinal on top four. Many different players contributing to the goals. Yesterday we saw Jordan Henderson, Harry Kane and indeed Bakayo Saka, who of course netted uh, in the opening game against Iran, the 6-2 victory in the group stages. 6-2 win there, 0-0 against US- USA, a bit of a dip in, in sort of performance levels there, but then a 3-0 victory over Wales in the final group stage game before that 3-0 win over Senegal last night. That sets up a tie against reigning world champions France, on Saturday, 7 o'clock kickoff, straight after the Pompey's trip to Accrington Stanley here on Pompey Live. Other results in the round of 16 so far since they started on Saturday afternoon. Argentina beat Australia by two goals to one. A very nervy ending for the Argentinians. They're through to the quarterfinals. They will take on Netherlands, who, be- who beat the USA by three goals to one. So it's Argentina against Netherlands in one quarterfinal. England, of course, beating Senegal by three goals to nil. But earlier yesterday afternoon, France were 3-1 victors over Poland, despite Robert Lewandowski's late penalty, which turned out to be just a consolation for Poland. So England against France in quarterfinal number two. That's on Saturday, seven o'clock. Japan and Croatia took battle just earlier this afternoon. Croatia, they beat Japan by three goals to one on penalties after a one-all draw in 90 minutes and extra time. An incredible effort. Japan have had in this competition and they gave Croatia a very very good match earlier this afternoon unfortunately losing that one on penalties and then later this evening in in fact just under five minutes time the next round of 16 game Brazil against South Korea at seven o'clock then tomorrow the final two games of the first stage of the knockout stages Morocco against Spain and Portugal against Switzerland so a reminder England against France on Saturday at seven o'clock and they will play if they can beat the reigning world champions in the quarterfinals the winner of either Morocco and Spain and Portugal and Switzerland likely to be Spain and Portugal in that quarterfinal, but you never know. Could Morocco and Switzerland pull off uh, an incredible, an incredible comeback against one of those big, big nations? But that is the state of play as things stand in the World Cup. Quickly, before we do go, a score prediction I'm going to get for you, uh, you guys, uh, for for England's game against France on Saturday, a little bit earlier than we normally would. Matt. What do you reckon? We've got the confidence flow, and of course we do. We do know it's England. We know that disappointment is likely to be around the corner at some point. But let, let's keep things positive. What are you going for? I'm going for a 2-1 England after extra yes. time on this one, Jacob. Lovely. Absolutely. And Mbappe's going to score. We know that. We know that. <laughs> An absolute machine, but he's got nothing. I think, I think Walker keeps him quiet yeah. for 90 minutes and Giroud scores for mm, Absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. And Jude Bellingham, the Rolls-Royce in midfield. Um, I'm sure he's going to put in another another superb performance. We can hope anyway. Thank you very much, Matt, for joining us on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to welcome you back on the Football Hour, my friend. Have a great week. Yeah. 
You too, Jake. Yeah, pleasure as always. Thank you. Mark McGee, a score prediction from yourself, if I may. England against France. Is it coming home? Oh, is it starting to come home? Extra time. <laughs> uh, well, I'd, li- I'd like to hope it does, mate. But yeah, I think they're going to take us extra time. I'm going to go 2-2 in the 90 minutes and then extra time victory for England. Thank you very much uh, for that, Mark. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been great to have you on. I'm sure we'll have you on again in no time. Have a good week. Have a, have a good evening. Enjoy the football and uh, play up Pompey, play up England. Yeah, play out Pompey, mate. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Mark. Thank you very much to both of them. So, that is it for this evening's show. Unfortunately, Pompey 2-0 uh, down yesterday afternoon to Wickham at Adams Park. They dropped down to 8th in the League One standings. They next play Accrington Stanley on Saturday afternoon. We will be previewing that game on the next edition of the Football Hour. That is live this Friday evening on Express FM from 6 o'clock. So, do join us for that one. The next instalment of the show here on Express FM. Them, where we will also be previewing England's massive quarter-final tie against France in Qatar in the World Cup. Could football finally be coming home? Look, it's going to be a very, very difficult afternoon of football for both Pompey and England on Saturday afternoon, but we can have hope. We can believe, at least. There is a chance that England could beat France and make it through to the quarter-finals, uh, the semi-finals of this year's World Cup, like they did in 2018 and face either one of Spain and Portugal. Myself and two more studio guests will be on hand to preview that game as well as Pompey's trip to Accrington Stanley at the weekend. But here on Express FM, we don't stop here on the football hour right after the news at seven. It is, of course, the Soft Rock Show with Jeff and Aid. They'll be chatting to the legendary Roger Daltrey on this evening's show before the Express Alternative 80s from nine through until 11 o'clock tonight. Wednesday evening, over the white line, your next football fix here on Express FM between six and seven with Henry Deacon. No Pompey live this Tuesday evening, uh, a midweek break for the Blues. Their next game, of course, Atkinson Stanley on Saturday afternoon. Okay, so the Soft Rock Show coming up after the news at 7. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you to Stagecoach across the South for supporting another edition of the Football Hour. Stay safe, take care, play up Pompey, and play up England. Good night.